are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, everybody, for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. It is Wednesday, June 23rd, and we are going to be recapping a, uh, a, a nice win for the Detroit Tigers, in all honesty, um, in last night's Tuesday night's game. If I sound a little echoey, uh, that's because I don't have my microphone, so I, I might sound a little weird. It's uh, My microphone is out of service for the time being, but hopefully within the next day or two, that'll all be fixed. Regardless, we still hear, we ball. And last night, the Detroit Tigers had a very nice win over the St. Louis Cardinals, which is honestly always beautiful. I can't stand the St. Louis Cardinals. For those who don't know me yet uh, and, and, and don't know me like that, the St. Louis Cardinals are one of my least favorite teams in all of sports. Uh, it, it started in 2006, and it never left. As a little kid in, uh, in 2006, I, uh, I, I despise them. David Eckstein's one of my least favorite players of all time. And, uh, and yeah, that it, it really just never left. The, 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 the not liking, the I don't want to say hatred because I don't hate anybody, but um, the, the pure dislike for the St. Louis Cardinals never really left me after that. And, uh, yeah, so to this day, still not a very big Cardinals fan, but we're going to go over last night's game where, uh, where we took a win 8-2, to two, really was a very comfortable win, like a rare easy win, which is few and far between for this team, so we will gladly take it. Then we're going to talk a whole segment about Akil Badu and just the season that he continues to have, and he is no longer in kind of the national spotlight, big media, oh, everybody's talking about him, but he's still putting together an insanely, insanely impressive season, and we're going to take a deeper dive because I think it deserves more coverage through media platforms, which uh, is now me. So that's kind of a cool thing. And then in the third segment, uh, we're going to take a broader look at the city of Detroit and the sports going on with it. For those who don't know, I, I I, I am a diehard fan of all four of these teams. The, the Tigers are kind of on a, on a different level from the other three, but I, I am a diehard of all four. I watch all four religiously. I don't miss any games of the four religiously. Um, as I said in my, in my introduction episode, sports are my passion and this city is my passion and uh, that, that's where those two merge. So uh, I, I love all four of these teams to death. And the Detroit Pistons won the NBA draft lottery last night. And uh, we're just going to take kind of a broader outlook of, of the four teams in this city. Um, obviously, everybody is very aware of, of the last, what, four or five years that this city has had in, uh, in its sporting, <laughs> in, in the sports world. So, uh, so we're going to take a look into that and, and just the future outlook of the city and direction that, that a lot of these teams are headed. Again, I'm Scott Bentley, your host, and today is Wednesday, June 23rd. So let's get into it. Last night's game, Tigers 8, Cardinals 2. Uh, Scooby on the bump. Scooby, okay, so, so for those who listened to yesterday's episode, right, everybody is very aware that I was begging Tarek Skubal to attack hitters. I was I was 
on my knees begging him to attack hitters, to go after hitters, to to throw the ball, just pound the strike zone and see what happens. Trust your stuff. You don't have to get everyone to chase everything. You don't have to get everyone to try and swing through everything. Soft contact's a thing. And 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 swing and miss in the strike zone is a thing. Uh, and, and he did not take my advice very well. That <laughs> Scooby, notable listener of the podcast, obviously a joke. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he really went back to the nibbling and it really drove me insane for, for most of the game. Uh, his final line, four and two thirds, four hits, two runs, two walks, four strikeouts. The walk numbers aren't horrible. That rate in, uh, you know, two walks and, and only four and two thirds isn't fantastic, but as a whole, the walk numbers aren't egregious. It's just that every single at bat is going into the the you know full count five six pitch at bats every single freaking at bat and it's it's just absolutely it's really frustrating for starters but but at the same time it's um it's a developmental step that he's going to have to take he's going to have to attack people and i i know i sound like a broken record and people are tr- probably like can you please stop saying that no i i can't i'm sorry it's uh, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to watch because he has all the potential in the world. He has elite stuff. He he has such good movement on his pitches, and yet he's still stuck in this. I I don't want to throw strikes. I want to get everybody to swing and and miss and and try and get everybody to chase every single pitch I throw. He just needs to go out there and and, and pound the zone for a start. He had he had one efficient inning. He had one quick inning, in four and two thirds. He had ninety seven pitches. In under five innings of work, that's that's not sustainable for a starting pitcher. Obviously, um, so he still got some work to do there. The command also wasn't fantastic, except for the, even in that one efficient inning. Honestly, he he kind of I don't want to say he got lucky because baseball is hard, uh, but but there were a few pitches that were rather hittable um, and and you know might have been hit actually decently hard. So, it, what am I trying to say? He needs to attack more. He needs to attack more, needs to attack more, needs to attack more. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. I'm trying to manifest it like I did Cade Cunningham. Um, as a whole, not the worst start in the world, right? Definitely not not fantastic, not some start we're going to look back on and be like, oh, you know, we can take a lot out of this. Absolutely not. I'm not going to try and convince anybody it is. Um, but But definitely not a start where... He's going to look back and be like, damn, you know, I, I lost a ton of confidence in this start or whatever. Just a, just a really meh start. And he's had a few of those, to be honest with you, um, this year. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I hope Fetter can can keep pushing him and keep trying to get him. Again, just throw the ball in the strike zone and see what happens, man. You get rocked, you get rocked. Like, who cares? You're, you're not on a contending team. This isn't the postseason. This team's going to finish in the bottom of the division. Just throw it in the strike zone. See what happens for a game, man. For real. Just see what happens. I don't care if stuff is hung. I, I don't care how it happens. But just see see, see what happens. Have a good pitch mix. Whatever you want. Just try and throw every ball in the strike zone and see what happens. Like I said, the command wasn't fantastic by any stretch. Missed his spots um, at a... I don't want to say often, but but he was missing his spots relatively uh, frequently there. I'm sure that didn't help. 
again, not not a fantastic start by any means, but but not one that's going to be a massive confidence kill, killer either. Um, and the pitching outside of him, you know, gave up those two runs in the fifth and then got pulled. The bullpen was surprisingly good today. And there are some dudes in this bullpen. It's just as a whole, the numbers are atrocious. Um, you know, last in the worst in baseball, worst in the AL. It's it's not good. Kyle Funkhauser, who has been a massive turnaround story this year, um, one and one third, one hit, one walk, no runs. Great, solid performance. Obviously, um, it's it's really encouraging to see someone develop, right? Like we we have. We, we, we've seen the top picks come up or we've seen like higher, higher regarded prospects that come up or, and stuff like that. But it's nice to see someone who comes up, has a decent reputation to his name as a prospect. He was never like a, a even close to a top 100 prospect or anything like that. But there were some people out there that kind of went to bat for Kyle Funkhauser and thought he was going to be a, a, a decent starting pitcher. And then he, he loses the consistency, loses the numbers, gets gets filed to the bullpen, is not very good in that role either as he adjusts to it. And then this year has been fantastic. Um, really, really solid turnaround, and, and the development is, is so nice to see because it's not something we're used to. We are, as a team, we are not used to seeing this organization develop a ton of talent or, or turn careers around like that. It's not something we do. We In the past, we, we either trade or buy a, a lot of pieces in our team and not too many homegrown dudes that have a, that have a career arc like Kyle Funkhauser did. So um, props on him. Hopefully he can keep it up. Hopefully it's a, it's a long-term, you know, career. He can, he can be a solid bullpen arm for this team going forward. Cause that would be a really, really Nice piece going forward that uh, that that would take some pressure off spending in free agency and future off seasons. Brian Garcia, the most confusing human being in the world to me. His strikeout numbers are are awful, um, but but his ERA is never bad. I mean, last year he had. A, yeah, I always joke with, with everybody. His K per nine was one of the lowest in baseball last year, but he had a sub two ERA. Like that's just preposterous. That shouldn't be a thing. Uh, Buck Farmer's return, not, this isn't his first return, he's pitched three or four times since coming back on the team, but he was decent, you know, shutout ball, nine pitches, why not? And then Daniel Norris, who has struggled mightily this year, getting a clean inning of work as well. Solid bullpen, obviously. Um, and uh, the big story really was just the offense. The offense was fantastic today. Obviously, eight runs. Jonathan Scope continues to just tear the absolute cover off the ball. Vote for Jonathan Scope, please. We went over the all-star voting in uh, in the last one. I am begging people to just vote for Jonathan Scope. Just do it. Just do it, man. Uh, Jamer with a nice game. Miggy with a hit. Uh, he is labeled as day-to-day currently. Uh, he, he exited early with a, a knee thing, I believe. So, obviously, when... Uh, when I hear, you'll hear. Um, you'll hear probably before uh, before there's a thing on a podcast about it if he ends up back on the IL. But um, for now, just labeled as day-to-day, which is fine. And then obviously, Akil Badu, fantastic. Nomar Mazzara with a hit. Um, I, I think his days are numbered. I don't think Nomar Mazzara is going to be on this team very much longer. I think he's going to get the Wilson Ramos treatment pretty soon here, to be completely honest with you. 
Uh, he's not good. He's not good. People are always excited about his power, and he's still relatively young, and then he just doesn't put it together. He's not a good defender. He, he Honestly, he probably cost Scooble a run uh, today. Horrible, horrible outfield defense on that play, and, and really just a as we looked at the defensive numbers in yesterday's show, just not a good defender, period. Uh, and, and he's OPSing 600 after his hit today. It was sub-600 before he uh, before he, he got a hit today. So I, I think his days are very limited. Um, Willie Castro continues to be a little hot, which is nice. Uh, still don't am not really convinced that he's part of the future of this team because he can't play anywhere defensively at, at even a remotely solid level. Um, and, and his OPS is 646. Him swinging a hot back at bat has raised his OPS from like 550 to 650. So like I, that's nice, but you know, still, still not great. Um, but you know, well, obviously if he keeps getting hot and keeps improving, maybe he plays his way onto the future. Who knows? Harold Castro hitting Harold, um, <laughs> hitting Harold, man. What a, what a, I could go into it and do a whole half hour show just on the rabbit hole that is Harold Castro's stats. And then Jake Rogers, obviously with the triple, um, and, and two hits on the night, three RBIs, Jonathan Scope, man, what this dude has torn the absolute cover off the ball. His OPS on the season is now eight Oh five. And if you remember how badly he was struggling at the beginning, that becomes even more unbelievably impressive. Uh, so Tigers take that one, eight to two, good, solid game. Very pleased. Uh, a low stress, easy win, which are very few and far between with this team. Like I said, so uh, I, I'm I'm very pleased. Before uh, before we keep going, just want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locker Rooms, Locked On uh, Locker Rooms, Locked On Locker Rooms, that's kind of neat, I don't know, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, we are going to head into our first break here. On the other side, we will talk about Akil Badu, but first, I got to talk to everybody about Wealthfront. Stocks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. And in fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. So team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the tax you pay on your investment. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first five grand managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. To get your first five thousand dollars managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB. Start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. All right, now we're gonna go back to locker room. As I mentioned, here uh, before our break, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. 
Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. It's honestly, it's 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 amazing. It's so fun. It's such a riot. Um, I'm going to get started and set up on here to start using Locker Room soon. I'm still kind of getting used to everything and, and still setting everything up um, within the network. So so very soon I will I will be on this app, and it's super cool. I set up a room, and uh, it's kind of like those Twitter talk spaces thing, uh, but it's a whole app for it, and it's just for sports fans. You can come and talk to me, ask me questions live. We can have a conversation about the Tigers. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to do it every week. And, uh, yeah, it's it's super cool. And uh, I will definitely, once I know when I am on it, then you guys will know that I'm on it. And we'll start setting up consistent times to, to do it all the time. Meanwhile, Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you in Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors like Cade Cunningham being a Detroit Piston, baby. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, NHL, etc. Locked On and and Locker Room have have been working together and it's awesome. All the hosts have Locker Room sessions uh, so you can go any team you're interested in. You can go. It's, it's super cool. I'll be joining the app soon, like I said, so be sure to get started and, and get in there and be comfortable with the app, and then I'll meet you guys there. Go download the free Locker Room app, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the league or group that you are interested in and get updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I cannot wait to join the app. I'll be sure to let you guys know once Locked On Tigers Room is live. I'll be tweeting it. We'll be talking about it on the show. You guys will definitely not miss when I am live on the app. So download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, we're on the other side of the break here. Locked On Tigers for a Wednesday show. We're going to talk about Akil Badu because he has been unfreaking believable Everybody knows the beginning of the season, right? The Akil Badu story at the beginning, how... You know, he was this Rule 5 pick that hadn't played past high single A, and the Tigers took him, obviously, in the Rule 5 draft, like I said. And he comes up, and he just absolutely, at 22 years old and still eligible for the Rule 5, um, and, and we take him from the Twins, which is even better. And he comes up, and his first, whatever it was, like two weeks, he just kept finding himself in clutch situations and took advantage of all of them. And it was unreal. Everybody remembers. Obviously, we don't have to go too much into to what it was there because everybody remembers. And it was awesome and it was fun and it was incredible. And everybody loves Akil Badu. Akil Badu mania, that first couple of weeks, no matter what happens with his career, will live on in Tiger's lore forever. And that's awesome. But what's not being talked about anymore is the fact that he has continued to be incredible. The beginning of the season, it was the big grand slams, the walk-off, you know, big moments where he's putting the ball into play, obviously, throwing runners out, etc. He has he has truly been an incredible professional at bat for the lat the better part of the last month. The first month happened, he was on fire, he had an over a thousand OPS, whatever, two, three weeks into the season. And then he cooled off. He was striking out a lot, he cooled off. And people were like, oh, like the Magic's run out, whatever. It was fun while it lasted. It'll still last forever. You know, Tigers fans will never forget Akil Badu. He goes on a big slump for a few weeks. 
And then, like, the middle slash end of May happens. And this guy who's dipped into the 700s in OPS after his over 1,000 OPS start to the year is now slowly cr- climbing back up. And you're looking and you're like, wow, he like he, he's not hitting all these home runs. He's not hitting a, a ton of homers. He still only has five on the year. And you're like, he, but his, his numbers are getting better. He's going back up. His sense of the strike zone has improved so much since the beginning of the year. It's unbelievable. His walk rates have been fantastic. His 13.7% on the year is very respectable. That is a very good rate. And not only that, but if you look at specifically the last few weeks, is even higher than that. His walk numbers have been unreal. And I, you will learn very quickly, for those who, who don't know me coming into this, you will learn very quickly that I love a dude that draws walks. I think it's it's one of the most telling signs in a hitter that he is a good major league hitter if you draw walks. I think it is so important. I think it's it's such a telling sign for, for how professional a hitter is. And all of, of my favorite at-bats and all my favorite hitters, and it, like if I'm high on a prospect and stuff, it's going to be because a dude draws walks. I am obsessed with dudes that have high walk numbers. And his at-bats the last couple of weeks have been unreal. He still has a 31% K percentage, which is obviously a little high. But with the 224 ISO, which is incredible, 375 BABIP, that'll come back down to earth a little bit. Um, but his WRC Plus, where league average is 100, right? This is this is kind of getting hitting down to one number. What weighted runs created plus, and the plus is only because it's on a scale of 100. Anything below 100, you're below league average. Anything above 100, you're above league average. He is 131. He is 31 times better, not times percent better than a league average hitter. This is a guy who is 22, before this season had never hit past high single A ball, and we are closing in on the all-star break, and he has a 131 WRC+. His walk numbers are great. His, His approach is so fun to watch. He spits on balls in the dirt. He spits on those breaking balls that start in the zone and then go low. It is incredible what we are watching. I don't know if it's an in-season adjustment. I don't know if he's always had this in him. I don't know if he's just been in the lab working on the craft. I don't know, but it is unbelievable, and it needs to be talked about so much more on uh, on what, a, what national media doesn't talk about Akil Badu anymore. He has an 857 OPS, which is the highest OPS on the Detroit Tigers. Unbelievable story. Uh, you can't help but root for him. And now the question becomes, is he a part of the future? That's really the, the next question. Is Akil Badu a part of the future of this team? It's not in center field. I don't think he's quite a good enough defender to be kind of the center fielder of the future. But you have to imagine, if he keeps this up, we're going to trade Grossman, whether you like it or not. I love Robbie Grossman to death. He's getting traded. Whether it's this offseason, whether it's this trade deadline, or next trade deadline, or even I guess winter meetings, he's get he's not playing out his contract. 
And he's even if he does by some miracle, which won't happen, he's not a long-term piece to this team. Robbie Grossman's in his 30s. He's, he's not going to be here in like five years when, when we're, you know, hopefully competing for a title. Akil Badu's 22. The improvements are there. Obviously, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I think there's a legitimate argument that he is playing himself into these last few weeks. And obviously, it's a small sample size. We'll see how he does the rest of the season. But obviously, if he keeps this up, he could very well go from a Rule 5 pick in high single A for the Twins to a, I don't want to say cornerstone, because I don't think he'll ever be like a middle-of-the-lineup bat, right, for a contending team, but a, a solidified, you are definitely part of the future piece to a team coming out of a rebuild. And that's that's incredible. That's that's I mean that's a that's a Disney movie, you know? That's especially, you know, if we end up winning a ring obviously. That's that's unbelievable. And you look kind of throughout the system, I I'm a really big fan of Bryant Packard for if you followed me on on Twitter for more than like a week, you you will find out that I am a massive Bryant Packard fan. Uh, down in high single A. I, I think he's going to be a really good hitter for a really long time. He is kind of looking for a defensive position. He's not a great defender really anywhere. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. It's easily his biggest downfall. Um, so whether he ends up at first or corner outfield or whatever, um, that that could take up one of those spots. Um, I, I Again, I think Packard's going to be a good enough hitter where they're going to have to be forced to find a spot for him. But obviously that's a prospect that's that's not even in double A yet. So that's um, you know, in theory, uh, a ways away. Uh, Riley Green will be coming up. It's still kind of in question whether he's the center fielder of the future or if he's going to play corner outfield in the future. His defense has gotten a lot better. Uh, his athleticism is improving. However, uh, obviously coming out of the draft, and there's still just some question marks about big league center fielder, right? Um, so that, that's a question mark. I don't know, man. I really don't think it's that crazy to kind of be like, Hey, uh, Akil Badu is kind of playing his way into the future plans of this team. Left fielder of the future, solid, you know, six, seven hitter of the future playing consistent left field for the Tigers for the next six years. I don't think that's that out of the question, man. I gotta be honest. I really don't think it's that far fetched. All right, before we hit into our final segment here at, uh, at, at Locked On at Tigers, I am going to talk to you guys about what? Built Bar, obviously. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Mine's the peanut butter brownie. You guys know this, though. And anybody, I rave about it so much that it takes like two listens for pretty much the whole world to figure out that I am a massive, not only Built Bar fan, but peanut butter brownie fan. And, uh, and, and I could not be more serious. You need to, you need to just get the mixed box. It's two of every flavor. You know what I mean? Like just get the mixed box, get built bar in your house, get it in your life. I promise you won't regret it. It is so healthy, so good tasting, truly a a, a one of a kind. And it's like I said, I I continue to say it's become one of my go-to lunches and I'm very happy about that. The mixed box, two of every flavor, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone, and there's also limited time flavors that they drop every once in a while, so keep an eye out for those. All of them have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net 
carbs. Order today. Get that raspberry, that mint brownie, that peanut butter brownie. Wink, wink, obviously. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Last thing I'm going to talk to everybody about today is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, all your UFC and MMA action, whatever it is, betonline.ag's got you. For the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device, check in all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You probably wouldn't want a lot of money if you threw money on Cade Cunningham to the Motor City, baby. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, back for our final segment here at Locked On Tigers. Not going to be a, a huge final segment here, but I just, I love this city so much, and I love the teams here so much, and I think we're finally headed in a decent direction, man. I really do. I think we're really headed somewhere exciting. The Tigers have, for the love of everything, signed a shortstop, I swear, but in theory, we have money to spend this offseason. And even if we don't, Mize, Manning, Scooble, Green, Torkelson, and then the third pick in this draft as well. Even if we don't spend, which would be beyond stupid, by the way, please spend. But even if we don't, we're going to have six prospects that are all going to be either former or current top 100 prospects, plus Bryant Packard. <laughs> The Tigers' future is is brighter than it has been in a long time. Do I agree with everything that's gone on in this rebuild? Absolutely not. Far from it. So far from it, man. I have, uh, as you guys know. And please sign a shortstop again. But but regardless, it's brighter than it has been in in over half a decade. The Detroit Pistons won the draft lottery tonight. Did I cry? Maybe a little bit. I, I absolutely did. I, I'll admit it. What a moment. This team, and, and I know this is a baseball show and I'm very sorry, but but I, I just think it's so, in, this, this city that has had no winning for almost half a decade, man, no winning. The Pistons made the postseason once and got obliterated by the Bucs. And, and, you know, I love Blake Griffin to death. Thank you very much for that season. One of the best years of his career. Came in a Pistons uniform, and I'll forever be grateful for that. I love that team. But, like, that that team never – that was an – at their peak performance was barely in a, a 500 team that was an eight seed. And that's all the Pistons have been for a decade. Just mediocrity. A 12 through 8 seed every year. Never a top five pick, but never a playoff team. Or never a pass the first round playoff team. Just consistent mediocrity. I argue, and like I said, I love the Pistons almost more than anything, but they've been one of the most irrelevant teams in sports for a decade. This is a, this is a fan base that has watched Josh Smith chuck up threes, Austin Day, Greg Monroe, Andre Drummond, Will Bynum. I mean, just, and I love all those guys to death, to 
death. Maybe not as much Andre Drummond. I have a Greg Monroe jersey. I got a Moose jersey. Austin Day is one of my favorite Pistons ever. I still believe he's going to be good. <laughs> but just an organization that has been stuck in a pit of mediocrity ever since the greatest five alive were, kind of fell apart. And now we finally, finally, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, all-rookie first team, Isaiah Stewart, all-rookie second team, and already like a massive fan favorite. Jeremy Grant, a st- an all-star caliber player that voluntarily wants to play in the city of Detroit, which doesn't happen in any sport besides hockey. And now we're adding Cade Cunningham, who also looks thrilled to be here. His buddy's live stream was electric. He said, buffed up. <laughs> buffed up and all that. That's literally what they were screaming, man. How can you not be absolutely thrilled with the direction of this city. Then you got the Wings. I'm a co-host over at Locked On Red Wings. You got the Wings. You got Raymond. You got Mo Sider, who's going to play for the Red Wings this year. You got Zadina. You Larkin's still a young man. Finally got the C on his sweater. You have the sixth pick in this draft. And you already have a great prospect pool. Bergerin even. The list goes on. You got Iserman in your front office. You're headed in the right direction. The Lions... You got your big old lineman. Dan Campbell, whether he's a good coach or not, remains to be seen. At least it's some damn excitement for the Detroit Lions. Do I think we're there yet? None of these teams are there yet. Some of them still years away. But I think we're starting to finally see all four of these teams headed in the right direction. And that is incredible. That is such an incredible feeling. All four have been horrible. For so many years now. And there's a chance. Knock on wood. There's a chance that all four rise together. That sounded way too dramatic. Uh, You know, this is not like the phoenix rising from the ashes. There's a chance that all four improve and get better. And become come back to relevance at the same time. And become contenders at the same time. And you know what? If any city in the world deserves that, it's the city of Detroit, baby. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. For now, though, we got the excitement. We got to talk about it. We get the excitement of of the next couple of months. Um, I got great responses from uh, from my segment ideas, so I think we're going to start hitting the ground and running with those, uh, which means that Thursday tomorrow's episode as you're listening to this will be our first edition of throwback thursday i'm not going to spoil who it is because it's going to be super fun one of my one of my favorite players uh that that didn't really have an impact on the major league level really at all so think of i don't want to give too much away think people that might not have lived up to expectations i guess that's what i'll say still one of my favorites still playing organized baseball as well i'm giving up way too much All right, that'll do it here for me at Locked On Tigers, another episode in the books. Again, I'm going to apologize for my audio. I know that it's probably really echoey and and not the quality that the first two have been. Also, uh, I know that my volume levels in the first one were really quiet. They sounded a lot better on 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 going back, and I got a lot of good responses um, yesterday that episodes two audio volume-wise was way better, so I apologize for for it being so quiet in the first one. And now I'm going to apologize again 
four up for my microphone kind of crapping out today. Um, but it should be a relatively easy fix. I just got to get a whatever piece. It doesn't matter. Should only be a day or two like this. And then we're back on the professional grind. Thank you guys so much for listening. Matt Manning Day tomorrow and a throwback Thursday tomorrow. Can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Until then, peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. Catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.